2: <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network
3: Home of comedy, <laughs>
2: culture,
1: adventures and ghosts
3: Previously on Stories from the Grail Free Company They've got a mission to go collect some basilisks. We went and found that basilisk nest not too long ago. Pause nods. That we did.
2: There was this a uh, Ben fill the fifty chickens and pause for consideration in on everything. The, so um, yes, we were we were, we were um, heading up to um, I guess speak to to Morimash to see if he he knows anything.
4: Come with us. We're going to talk to Morimash.
3: Very, they are they would ha- yes of course this is to tomorrow i'm so tired as a big group you head towards Maura Marsh's tent
2: as we were getting to gray hill we've had a plan to be like look we're going to talk to Mara Marsh. but if things go south pretty quickly like maybe here they're, they're the one what do we do so i guess the best thing is to pretend if things are going that we we, we, we say yes and then hopefully oh. Uh, bide our time and uh, do something later on. So all we need to do is um, if, if, if something like that happens, I guess, yes, we attack. And hope that the rest of the camp don't attack us, eh?
4: It would be weird if we were the only ones not in the loop.
3: There at the map is Morimash. He's standing there with a bunch of other members of the Grey Hill Free Company. Maybe no one that you know by name. That's worrying. Uh, yeah. just like people that you recognize as being part of the camp.
0: Yeah.
3: Any new suits of armor? No, no, no. No, they're probably No like iron suits of armor in the tent, bit inert, nerd doing nothing, just kind of there.
4: <laughs> Anything Yeah, just... th-
3: now that you mention it, yeah, yeah. there's like four hundred of them all crammed uh, here in the back.
0: That's uh, huh. huh. that's a, that's a, huh. that's a...
3: Uh, you know what? Actually, it would be unusual for you to not know the names of people from around Grey Hill. So you do actually recognize them. Yeah, yeah, they are another group that runs within Grey Hill. You don't know them very well. You just know them like mm. you know them well enough to have a conversation with them. Okay. Basically, you recognize the elf Darkmoon, Moon, mm-hmm. a uh, Goliath, just like uh, yeah. just like Big T, called Tipple, uh, bigger oh. T, a human who is simply massive.
4: <laughs>
3: uh, maybe a head taller than Big T. And oh, then...
4: fuck, I hate Big T.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, a half-elven ranger, James Hurd. <laughs> cool. Cool, for Adam. Non, for non-Australians, James Hurd is a football player, an Australian Ooh. rules football player. I think
2: uh, Disgraced.
3: You know what? And then there's a fifth one, a rogue by the name of Essendon Football Club.
2: Good work, Adam.
4: That's good.
3: Is
2: it? A... I'm, I'm shocked we don't have a Matrix Revolutions around as well.
3: Me, 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 oh, Matrix I forgot. Yeah, there is also a Matrix Revolutions. They're another adventuring group. Uh, they're a tight-knit community, a tight-knit group. You know that they know each other very well and they're no, good yeah. friends. You know each of them in passing.
2: Mm, yes, yes, yeah. Okay. I kind
3: of nodded them all. I like that four enemies, well, five enemies became seven immediately. What do you mean? Mm. So uh, dark- They're standing around the map oh, with Mora yeah, and Mora Marsh yeah. is clearly having a conversation with them about one of their quests. Ah, so when you a, walk, it, was, it was, da- was a dark sun, was it? It's Dark Moon, tri- Dark Moon, uh, dark moon mm-hmm. who is a elven, uh, an elven sorcerer. Yeah, Dark Moon. Uh, just the names, really. So Dark Moon. Tipple, Tipple is a massive Goliath. Yeah, There's Bigger T. Bigger T, who is yeah. a human, but yeah. just simply just, like. Just a large person. Like the mountain from Game <laughs> of Thrones. James Heard yeah, is yeah. a half elf ranger. Yeah. Then, oh,
2: and, okay, and an Essendon football club. And Essendon
3: football club is a thief. And Matrix Revolutions. And Matrix Revelations is just yeah, themselves. Yeah. Yeah, nice
2: to see you all again. Um, yeah, Matrix, James, Essendon, Tipple, Bigger T.
3: Hello, Bigger T. They all nod at you. Uh, uh, friend, I flinch. <laughs> uh, Muramash looks up from the map and whatever he was explaining and says, "Oh, is everything okay?" Um, um, would like to uh,
2: talk to you, uh, more, more, if but if once
4: you're finished. Once you're finished.
3: Oh well, um, very well then. Uh, in any case, um once you get so far towards the the sea itself, um, you'll probably encounter. Uh, a small fishing village somewhere around here. I don't think it has a name. Just know it exists. It's not big enough for that sort of thing. But once you've gotten there, uh, you should be able to charter a ship. And I highly recommend... He writes down on a little piece of paper. You find this person. That's a fishing village. And they should be able to give you a discount. They work with us uh, much in the same way that we get a discount sometimes on healing services. Darkmoon nods and is listening intently. Anyway... Good luck to you. Are uh, you going to be staying around camp for much longer? Darkmoon nods and says, yes, for at least a few more days while we prepare. They, looking at you curiously, walk out.
4: I flinch as walks past.
3: T <laughs> flinches <hate>. at you.
4: <laughs> oh. It makes me sick.
3: Yes. Can um, I help you? Yes. Is he not freaking out? By the way, oh no, fair point. He, yeah, probably when you spoke with him and he, when he started speaking, you see like realization wash over him like shock. And that last, that last little bit that he was explaining just there, he probably actually hurried through it. You could tell that he was like surmising really quickly mm, uh, so yeah. that he could get everyone out. Uh, global, yeah, is everything okay? Uh, I guess uh, the price
2: of uh, being an adventurer, as it were. Yeah. Yet another one. <laughs>
3: uh well um yes, Is I, I, this what you've come to talk about? Do you wish to
2: retire? Eventually, sure, but n- no. I guess um What? The the, 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 the I guess the uh, uh the clothes you got tailored are probably not going to fit anymore. Any hey, no, um you mind if I see
3: it? <laughs> There's no seats here. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Um perhaps he calls past you, James. James, can you bring a chair in while you're on your way out? James Hurd brings a chair in and sits it sets it down for you. Thank you, James. I appreciate that. As, as he I nods. Of- okay, <laughs> thanks. He leaves.
2: I <laughs> uh, sit down. <laughs>
3: sit down. Um,
2: yes. Um, so as you know, we had um a contract to go help out some farmers.
3: Yes. Uh, come to think of contracts actually. Tavatine, what are you doing here? Last yes. I heard you were with Herdek. Oh,
2: also um Herdeck and the other two and I wait for Tavatine to name them.
3: Tavatine does not.
2: And the other two companions um Flotsam and Jetsam? Flotsam and Jetsam. Yes. They um unfortunately uh, they they they, they pa- died in a a cave in.
3: Jesus. Well, yes. um, for bringing this to me, I will ensure that yeah, they are no, next sorry. of kin.
2: And yes, um, so so we were were um, going to the, to the farmstead. It was it was a. I tried to like rush through a bunch of this. So there was um. It turns out it was um a a, a woman. A, a kind of I think it's a sorceress, and um, so she found an iron golem, I guess. Factory, for lack of a better word, and um, it was using all the I guess. Um, Material uh, around organic material around to feed it into the the machine to create the iron golems.
1: <clears throat>
2: so she was attacking a lot of the livestock, so it would have had to have a um, I guess, a fuel source. So then we went into the 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 the, the golem factory uh, to put a stop to it, and that's when um we found uh, Tabatime's team. And
3: turns around, and there is like behind him on the Con, wall there's this massive contract. wooden shelving unit two, two, with two. scrolls stuffed in it at all different angles yep. he pulls starts pulling at it, and he pulls out two scrolls. he pulls out his copy of your quest to um mm. to deal with the witch destroying crops, and he pulls out his copy of Tavertine and Herdex quest. he sets them out in front of him, yes
2: and um see so the iron golems were um so we went we went to try and put a stop to the to the to the iron golem and that's when we saw ran into the two to their to and um their team and,
3: um, uh this this says that the there's a sensor a, uh, a device uh to a, a sensor and a scroll it seems um uh, the, some equipment that would help them yes they have that uh, had that um so it just seems that um Whoever was
2: wanting that, so, so we, we couldn't put a stop to it initially, I guess, to turned it on. And so 400 golems um, up and left to whoever, I guess, made the contract? Uh-huh. And they have an army of iron golems, and they were using the fuel source of the surrounding area. The fuel source being...
3: So, with these crops being taken without permission it 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 wasn't crops um Moramash. oh, it was livestock wow, that's disappointing. and was i would say a bit more than livestock so huh he starts going through the scrolls on that mission and uh, on that quest and like reading through them this one's um was issued by uh well there's a central so the way the quests get distributed is there's like a central area in uh, uh, in the capital that accepts quests from all sorts of different locations and distributes them to the major cities, such as Greyhill. Uh, and we get them from that central distribution center in Greyhill. They don't give us typically a name of contact. They typically... Yeah. Uh, they bring it out to us, then we complete it. We send it on to them, and they send us back the money. So I don't know who gave you that quest. Yes. Oh, and um, I guess it's just another.
2: Another one more thing. One more thing. Um, so we came across another mercenary group. Um, they were escorting um some basilisks. Um, but that was a, a quest that um fifty chickens um in Paul's for consideration. They finished that one. That was to to find out where the basilisks were he goes back to the and thing and
3: pulls out that quest
2: So they they, they were to find. then they they said they um it was a cave in wasn't
3: it yeah, I've got this registered as you completed this one with a cave in you didn't need to kill the basilisks,
2: yes but yes, but,
3: uh, we don't like to fight basilisks
2: mm, mm, mm. but it seems that um they used the whoever was behind all uh, the, the the quests were 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 getting the information so that they could then obtain um these basilisks for and they i guess they, they they wanted did the contract say um they wanted the basilisk alive or was it
3: yeah it's to capture so they, alive they, basilisks
2: yeah. so they wanted live basilisks for well do, do you have this quest uh yeah yes,
3: yes yes yes.
4: i bring out all the papers that we
3: he uh he grabs that one and pulls it in. The all of these quests look the their quests look remarkably similar to your ones mm-hmm. except the insignia upon it is slightly changed. So rather than Greyhill Free Company, it's got Leopold's Errant Mercenaries decals and whatnot all over it. And if you look at
2: one of those ones it has um <clears throat> to find the, the 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 iron golem factory.
3: Uh yeah, you also pull out that one and set it in front of him. Ah. Yeah. Oh. This is very interesting. It see, seems see,
2: see, that there's um, a, a, a fair amount of things that are just sort of um, you know, parts of a, a whole. Is it?
3: Morimash turns back in thoughtfully towards all the scrolls behind him.
2: Sweating bullets, Adam. Sweating bullets.
3: <laughs> he starts true? pulling at scrolls, and starts setting them down on the table one after another. You're not sure what he's doing at first, but then you realize he's trying to order and map out these quests. He doesn't have a complete picture. Sometimes you see like um, find, then, um, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you see like sometimes you see a full connected series where it's like find. Uh, kill retriever corpse, three different mm-hmm. quests that were issued to different groups within Greyhill but more often than not it's not complete you can tell like you could tell that you've got maybe of a uh, of a like a series of quests you've mm. got 2 out of 5 okay. or maybe sometimes you've got 4 out of 5 or sometimes you've got 9 out of 10 or sometimes you can see that you must have only like 3 out of yeah, 10 yeah 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 but you can see can yeah, we help broken with that up as and well dist- Uh, Morimash doesn't let you. He's like a flurry of things. He's just grabbing papers, putting them down on the table. He's ordering them in a way that seems only sensical to him. But when he's done, you can make sense of it as well. Okay. Eventually, he's pulled out every single scroll from behind him. The massive rack that was before, like heavy solid fucking oak wood, it was sagging a little bit under the weight of these scrolls. Mm. Now it is completely unburdened and all of the scrolls are on the table in front of you. He has, with the map, he's also begin mapping them out as well and you can see how some things track along. You can see one quest that involved slaying a blue dragon, collecting its eggs, and then transporting its eggs from one place to another. Purpose unknown. Purpose unknown. You see another one, which is maybe one that you were involved in, which was defeating that band of kobolds. Mm. You see killing the kobold leader. Then the kobolds start going on the run. That's where you encounter him. Then you see uh, another quest that's like in the area, in the same area, there are scattered groups of kobolds. And it's like uh, uh, kill kobold leader, capture kobold leader, Uh, destroy all kobolds, take kobolds special item or something like that. And it looks like the kobolds are all being funneled into one area. There you see another thing with like yeah. a, so, a bunch of tribes of like roaming uh, halfling raiders, which is something that occasionally makes its way down here. Uh, you see into the water it goes as well. There are seaborne ones. Different events around there as well. Once again, you do not have a complete picture, but you have enough of a picture to see a definite pattern. Mora Marsh leans back, and you could see he is like stone white. His normally green orkish skin mm. is like a, alabaster almost. He looks at you glupple and he says, "This reminds me of something I used to work I used to work in Jaron's outpost in the codstablery there in the militia. And I my my chief goal was to bring down uh, a, a group of halfling thieves known as the Shawfuls. Mm, mm. I captured one of their, or I brought in one of their uh, uh, leaders for an interrogation. And do you know what he told me? He told me that you, the reason that I would never be able to capture him is because he knew how to keep a secret. And he said, the best way to keep a secret. Started sweating again. Started sweating again. (laughs) The best way to keep a secret is to take it and break it up into little pieces. And you give everyone a piece of that secret. So when they look at their piece, they look at you and they say, I don't know what the fuck I've got here. And only someone who can see all of the pieces of the secret understands what the secret is. Someone has taken a secret and has Mm. broken it up into pieces. And yeah. you might be the first person who has seen the whole thing. Yes, Moramash stand. Mora was already standing, but Moramash like rocks back from the table, and he says, mm. "We need to go to the capital." This skips over Greyhill entirely. We need to go mm. to the capital and speak to the distribution center. Well, we yes, need to speak uh, yes. to someone above us.
2: Oh yeah, yes. I think with with the, um, the 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 papers we got from from the other the mercenary company, I think it's it's definitely adding. We've we've got you know several full quests. If if you kind of... Full secrets, if you will. um,
3: Over the last half a decade, the amount of mercenary companies operating in Grey Hill, the surrounding areas, and especially the capital, has ballooned. We are a tiny part of a growing industry around here. If this is the part of the secret that we have found, I shudder to believe, to think... Of how big this is,
2: yes. If if you if you look at some of some of these ones here, and just some of the ones that like we don't even know what they were doing there. Like this this one over here, it's it's, it's saying like you know these these group of people here they need to be stopped, but we don't know why. It claims they were were bandits, but, but we don't we, we don't even know if they were bandits. This this one over here is is, is talking about um you know a, a group of. Of goblins. So go, and, and I mean, future chickens can be a testament for this. Not, not all goblins are raiders or, or, or anything like that. We're, we're just taking the word of this. So, so, so. so.
3: The population is- of adventurers around the capital in Greyhill exceeds the thousands. That is, unbeknownst to us, we have been conscripted into an army. And I intend on finding out who we're fighting.
4: I start nodding. This seems like it's going well, but I'm still scared.
2: (laughs) So I I, I guess we need need to find out, I guess, who's commanding us.
3: We ride for the capital and we ride tonight. Moramash stands up and he starts collecting his things. I suggest you get ready. You are inextricably a part of this and I need your assistance in this matter. Yes, You brought this this to me. You are possibly the... I... I'm scared at what has happened to this company. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think I'm scared, too, of what's happened here. I
3: mean, we're, we're right, we're right. Marsh walks out of the tent and kind of gestures for you to follow him.
0: Hold up.
2: this is a message for all the seasoned and aspiring dms out there do you wish to punish your players like the common dogs they are by rewarding yourself with treats well then do we have the solution for you Our patented bad boy cards will make your players lives hell while making yours great are they mad at you good tell them it could always be worse and threaten to use one of these bad boy cards The complete deck of 50 cards is available from our website, sanspantsradio.com slash shop, with each having a unique ability you can play in-game or hoard as a threat so your players never step out of line. We also have good boy cards available for when you want to treat your players to something good as a distraction to what's coming up. Grab either or both in a bundle while stocks last. Once again, that's sanspantsradio.com slash shop. I try to, I I, I get up very slowly, and I look at everybody, and I
3: say, (laughs) whew. Everyone kind of, everyone's kind of (gasps) got like, there's a a collective sigh of, uh, uh, what do you call it? A collective sigh.
2: I guess tonight we ride to Fairburn Point.
3: The Fairburn Point we go. On your way back out, Hank stands up. Uh, How's everyone doing? Morimash puts up a hand. I'm so sorry, Hank. I love you very much, but not right now. Yeah. <laughs> he walks right past. Um, uh, Hank sits back down. No worries. <laughs> oh well, uh,
2: so sorry, Hank. Uh, here's here's uh, I, I hand him like the gold that I've gotten over the, the the quests. Sure. And be like, um, all my affairs are in order. Yeah.
3: Whittles and Hank everything. gives you a scared look. Ah, uh, yeah, no worries, mate. I I got your affairs. You're safe yeah. with me. Yes, yes. Good. Thank, thank you, thank you.
4: As we're passing, Hank. I look forward to coming to your house for dinner with your family. It might not be soon, though.
3: <laughs> you literally any night.
4: You're the best, Hank. Another hug for Hank. Mm.
3: How could I be the best when you're still around?
4: Oh. Hank! <sighs> <laughs> um, Yeah. Uh, Tree Stump forgets about the war. <laughs> Tree Stump's walking on sunshine.
3: Mm-hmm. You walk outside. Morimash is, like, snapping at people and barking orders. Horses. I need horses. Now, he's starting, like, the camp is immediately a flurry of activity as people run around to get things done. Morimash is ordering a trench to be dug around the camp and for defenses to be erected. He's also ordering a bunch of horses to be brought forwards. He comes back to you and he says, "Uh, I think... I think we should leave some people of our group here. Um, yes, yes. I feel like... <laughs> Just to keep watch, of course. I f- yes, I feel like it's worth
2: keeping watch. Of course. Um, I think it'd be the most trusted. I think um, 50 chickens and, and paws, I think you should you should stay here. I and, would uh, love
3: to not have to travel on a dirty horse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. Yes. Um, uh, and um, I guess fire, This this isn't really... Your your fight. So um, you could stay here in 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 the in the in, 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 in okay. here, or you could you could come to the capital. Up to you, or or Surin. I don't.
3: I Where just, will the I most just... fireplaces be? Well, we might we might
2: fire. I mean, there's some fireplaces around here in camp if you want to have a look and perhaps um that, or we could okay we could um head to the
4: that breaks my heart. Or we
2: could head to the the, the capital <laughs> and um to, to Fairburn and if you, if there's some um fires okay yes, Surin?
4: Uh, what about what about if if uh, what about if if you make new friends here who are going to lots of different adventures, and then you can just go with them and check the fireplaces when you go on the adventures. That that might be a bit better because we're only going to one place, which is a city.
3: Fire nods. Okay. Yes, I guess. We'll be back. Okay. Welcome. I'll go make some friends. I'll yeah. be back. Well, welcome to the Grey Hill Free Company. Fire turns around and says, "Thank you," and then <laughs> wanders off. And you wanders like literally to the first person and says, "Hi, would you like to be friends?"
4: I've died. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's going.
4: To I'm be... sad. Obviously, we can't. Like she's going to I, be alright. She, she, like I do, we can't take her. It's so dangerous. Yeah. But like, we'd be so, there'd be so many fireplaces. There'd be so many vibe,
2: but... But she's from the realm of fire. You wouldn't find fire. it anyway.
4: She's from the realm of fire, isn't she? We Who
3: don't know. You don't know. We
4: What's... have no idea. She could Well, actually, realm. I
3: suppose because she, the, way, the way she described it, you can eliminate the elemental plane of fire. Yes, she, so you yeah, know she she she's describe, not... Yet. Yeah. Right. She described going there, so she couldn't have been from... Right, there. well, that's that's something. That um, just leaves the rest of the multiverse. It, yeah, that does. <sighs> she, mm. Heaven, hell... Mm. The other elemental planes. Yeah. <laughs> the other hell. The yeah, sneaky second the amiss, hell. Yeah.
4: Well there are uh, some there are some planes that are all the element and she did describe a room.
3: That's true. That so wasn't can, made of We
2: can take any away those. Uh, um, those
4: so
3: but We've, there would be places on those planes that are like a room.
2: Should we can at least okay, the
3: cat
4: hang as on. red because of fire.
2: Oh, we God. can at least uh so the the, the, the the realm of water surely we can rule that out.
3: Surely Well you actually just can't Because <sighs> on the elemental plane of water There are places where people who don't breathe water need to be And, and if you're in the fireplaces? elemental They could well, Yeah people yeah, be, be cold man
4: Oh god, oh god. So many options if you describe
3: it as just a room with a fireplace That just can be anywhere All
2: it does is rule man. out the realm of no fireplaces
3: That's not a place really? So at least that's good so you, you have ruled a place, that place out by it not existing. Well, you say it doesn't exist. I don't know. Time will tell. You want to play you want to play in Jackson's D&D, all right? Cuz <laughs> I ain't got time for that shit. <laughs> yeah, okay, we got to
4: start looking time in, time time. in Corn Realm.
2: Yes. Corn Realm
3: exists. Well, yeah.
2: Obviously. A fireplace in Corn Realm would oh.
3: did you say Corn realm? Corn.
2: Corn, realm. Corn. Corn realm? Corn Realm. Corn
4: Realm. Corn Realm. Corn Realm. Corn Realm.
2: Yeah, the, the fireplace in corn realm feels like a dangerous activity. Fireplace in air delicious realm, delicious activity. Like a, mm. Either way, um, they're making friends. Let's. Um, yep.
4: Okay. She's let's, fine. Let's, She's let's, gonna be fine. Do,
2: is there any? Um, do we? Does, do we
3: think we are going to have a, a fight? Moramash. Moramash looks at you with wild eyes and says, "I simply don't know." Should we prepare? Should you? I it? think we should be prepared for anything.
2: Is there? Do we have armaments? for the
3: people that can use them? Yes, Morimash says. We have uh, uh, things we could break out in an emergency. Yes. Uh, all right, well, who are you bringing first? Because that will depend what I'm giving you. Uh, I guess the usual team. So dropping fire, it's Yeola, Chantel, Serin, Tabertan? Yeah. yeah. Morimash at the stables turns around, snaps his fingers and says, yes, that's right, we should, we should, we should. He hurries you over to, there's like an equipment tent, Which is basically where it's typically where you store magical items that you might collect or have or stuff like that. Stuff that's either sold to members for um, a price or held on for like a dire need or something like that. Sometimes you might be given an item to help you with a specific quest and then be expected to return it when you're done. Mm. In any case, he starts giving them out like they're fucking candy. (laughs) (laughs) Glupple, he says. He hands you a simple. Golden medallion on a chain. He says it's an amulet of health. When you uh, wear it, you uh, uh, you'll find yourself more hale and hearty. It should. It, you frankly need it. He says, and he hands it to you.
2: <laughs> I feel like a spring seventy-five year old.
3: Mechanics wise, your constitution is now nineteen. Yeah. Uh, tree stump here. Uh, he hands you tree stump two like arm bracelets. They're long, they go the full length of your arm, and when, they, when you put them on, they automatically resize themselves so that they fit from wrist to elbow. Oh. They, they're like lattice work. They're also golden. They're like a latticework of wave patterns. He says, uh, these are braces of defense. Uh, when you wear these, you should find that you'll be able to deflect blows with them. Functionally, Cass, your character now has plus two to your armor class.
4: They're beautiful.
3: You're very welcome, he says. Uh, Tavatime, here, take this. It's a cloak of displacement, he says, and he hands it to Tavatime. When when Tavatime wears this cloak, he projects an illusion of himself that is slightly off where he actually is, and so enemies have disadvantage to hit him. That rules. Serin, here, take this. He hands her a mandolin. Yeah. That is uh, a canath mandolin, he says. There are some spells stored within it that you should be able to access uh, uh, when you play it. Oh, fancy. Uh, Chantel, here, take this. He hands Chantel a cloak similar. Oh, I didn't describe the cloaks and what. All right, so the cloak that he hands a time, the one that makes him, like, phase a little bit. Mm. Uh, so do you know what a displacer beast is? No. It's like a no. big cat-like creature. Actually, it looks a, bit l- a little bit <laughs> like a panther, but it has two tentacles that come off it. And the tentacles have suction grabbers on their ends with barbed, like, teeth on them. So the Cloak of Displacement is made from the hide of a displacer beast. So it is, imagine, like, a a cloak made out of panther uh, fur, but also it's got those two, like, tentacles on it. The tentacles are functionless. They're just for adornment, basically. Cool, though.
4: Sounds silky.
3: The mandolin, if you don't know what a mandolin is, imagine, like, a little guitar. It's a little guitar. It's got like a beautiful, it's made out of wood, like a, a bright, vibrant brownie wood, but it's got a latticework of silver all over it. And then the cloak that he gives Chantelle is actually a half cloak. So it really only goes down to the small of her back, but it's a black with silver trimmings on it. He hands that to her. This is a mantle of spell resistance. While you're wearing it, you're, uh, you'll find that magical spells affect you less often functionally it gives her advantage on all saving throws against spells and then to yeola he hands a necklace the necklace it's a simple like silver maybe not even silver like a cheaper metal even like brass or copper chain and then on the chain there are a bunch of charms the charms are like a little glass vial with a different type of color or shaped gem at the end um each of, these, uh, each of these little charms, when broken, casts a spell. After handing out all the magical items, Mora Marsh returns to the little storage tent, cabin, room, whatever, and he comes back out with some other equipment. All right, perhaps um, some arms and equipment are in order as well, he says. And he dumps... Over the years, the company has amassed a simply stupefying amount of clan-crafted weapons. Mm. Uh, and armor and other equipment as well, but mostly arms and armor from their many, 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 many defeated foes. Well, I guess he's like going through it. He looks, he keeps looking up at each one of you. He's like, uh, he kind of fusses over a tree stump for a moment. Well, you've already got like a magical halberd. I don't think anything here is going to compete with a magically enchanted weapon, but perhaps your armor could be improved some. You wear... Big smile, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. You wear none. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Barbarians, um, man.
2: They're just like... Everything's flapping in the breeze, I always assumed.
3: Yes, but you can wear some armor, he says. <laughs> so? Do you have
4: any in that big bag for me?
3: Yes, yes, I do. Do you prefer uh, uh, light or medium?
4: Um, A bit lighter, please. I like to be fast. It's very scary when a big thing is fast
3: rooting around comes out with a set of just like a a, a just enough to cover one's shoulders chest, and back a really heavy set of furs uh, and this is Huscraft, studded leather armor he says he roots around in the fur and you can see that there's little little studs within the armor made out of bone it improves um upon regular leather armor by having um in addition to being quite sturdy from the studs, the studs, the bone that creates parts of the studs is treated. It's a extra tough, he says, and he gives it a big old wrap. And I guess for you specifically, Tree Stump, it would be quite light. I feel
4: like I could break this. Who's this made out of? How many of them is it made out of?
3: I, I, I haven't foggiest, he says. In addition to all of the benefits of regular studded leather armor, Huscraft armors obviously are made of heavy furs. Often, in, in any for a substitute of like wood or metal, they will use bone, like this one has. They always have a particular motif, be it wolf, snow, bear, death. For some reason, not for some reason, it's a cultural reason. The people of Hus, both north and south, they they. Need their arms and armor to have, uh, a, well, yeah, a motif like a style, a sense of, uh, a, a sense of character. Oh, possess You can pick if you wish, Cass. What the motif is?
4: Um, could my motif be fear?
3: How how does that manifest? The
4: scariest face I've ever seen. But it's there's no circle around the face. It's just eyes, nose, mouth, and brows. Eyes, nose, okay. eyebrows, mouth. <laughs>
3: huskcraft armor's because they are fur lined grant advantage to resist cold weather so should you be stuck in a blizzard either regular or magical as could possibly be the case you will get advantage to resist said weather hey. weapons this is not a weapon but weapons made out of uh, made in the huskcraft tradition grant uh, a uh, a an ability called puzzle of bone which means you can reroll a one ah to Gluppel, what do you use? Uh, mostly magic. Around. Yeah, you don't really use magic. Do you even have armor? Turning into a bear? He skips you and goes to Chantel. <laughs> he hands to Chantel hmm. a orc craft set of armor, uh, similar, similar in nature to what Tree Stump received. Orc oh. craft armors are made out of dull metals and they have kind of a brutalist design. They are not meant to be pretty. They are meant to function correctly. And sometimes, as you encountered with orcraft weapons, they are meant to be very devastating if used correctly. But break. So Orccraft armors give a benefit called intimidating appearance, which is advantage on intimidation checks, but disadvantage on persuasion checks. Like I said, it's made out of dull metals, but you can see that it's got kind of like a fur lining to it. There's a bunch of different awful, evil-looking sigils carved into it mixed with some sort of strange battle poem. There's also dried blood splattered over it. Whoever got this, whichever member of the Greyhill Free Company acquired this off an orc, did so in maybe the most brutal way possible. To syringe he offers a tabaxi-made dagger. No, rapier. So the tabaxi-made items are fused together of seemingly random other objects, but work fine when used. They often have tales of daring or trickery written into them, both arms and armor, similar to how the Orkcraft one had a battle poem stenciled into it. They never create heavy armors or two-handed weapons. Tabaxi do not favor, or Tabaxi culture does not favor either of these types of objects. The armor or armors confer a sneaky benefit, which means that they do not affect stealth. Weapons, however, like this light, like this rapier, confer gentle paw, which means that they count as light weapons for dual wielding. Also, they have a uh, another ability called contraband, which means that they all have a hidden compartment. The rapier that Serin gets has a, in the handle, there's a little, there's a, a, a children's toy wedged into the handle right at the end, of the pommel, that when turned around, in addition to saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, every time it is twisted around, it pops off, revealing a little hole that one could stash maybe like a <laughs> vial in. Finally, all tabaxi-made items are quotation marks, hodgepodge, which means they have a 50% chance of being worth five times their normal price or nothing. Because they are either made out of... there. It's either a dagger made out of diamonds, or it's a dagger made out of spit and other children's toys. <laughs> Odds or evens? <laughs> mm, evens. This rapier, in addition to having a children's toy... The blade itself is made out of what one might assume is a normal rock, but upon closer inspection, one might see that it is, in fact, the inside of a geode. This rapier is worth five times the price of a regular rapier. A tabaxi, quite clearly, saw the inside of a geode, thought it looked pretty, and decided to make a weapon out of it rather than do anything else with it. That's adorable. God, I love tabaxi. so good and pure. They're perfect. Cavatine receives a short sword. The short sword is Cantonese craft. So, Cantonese, the major human metropolitan society, their designs are mixed. They can be randomly any other type of clan craft designs. So, this one is Elvencraft. So, Elvencraft appears, it just has the appearance of Elvencraft, basically. So, it's woven material. So, this short sword is made out of wood and grass, which has been grown together. The grass is hardened and set flat so that it kind of creates like a barbed effect on the blade of the short sword. In addition to that, Cantonese craft objects have resistant to change, which means that they have advantage to resist magical effects. They are lingeringly magical, which means that effects that do work upon them last 50% longer. And they have a cosmopolitan, which means they give advantage to charisma checks. The sword, give, well, not that Tavatine's talking much, but people are so impressed with Tavatine's cool sword <laughs> that he gets advantage to charisma checks from it.
2: That makes sense. If I saw a guy in like a media, say he got a cool sword, like I respect them more and maybe we'll listen to them. They're at least holding my attention.
3: Oh,
4: yeah. If someone's got a cool accessory, yeah. I like him better than the other people. Hmm.
3: And then to Yeola, the one we haven't done yet, Dwarvencraft. So Yeola gets a set of Dwarvencraft armor, which is great because she's currently wearing leather armor. So as a bruiser sort of character, she probably needs some, let's say, chainmail armor. Yeah, yeah. Pretty like, well, I think she didn't start as a bruiser. Um... No, she did not. She had to be adapted to the bruiser role. Yeah. The bruiser lifestyle kind of chose her, as it were. Yeah. Dwarven craft must contain metal or stone in some fashion. You don't get dwarven craft clubs. Well, not wooden clubs. I suppose you could; it'd be made out of stone or metal, and surely it what should a do more damage.
2: What a club!
3: What a well, yeah. Look, hey, that—that's—it's like a that, lead
2: pipe at that point, right? Yeah. That when club a, is. When does a club become
3: a pipe? You know. Well, it's got to have a hole in it, surely. If it's yeah. just a bit of metal, yeah, good point. Uh, it, like I said, must contain metal or stone. There can be some wood or other material to it, but minimal, if at all. All dwarven craft objects are set in stone, as in they cannot be broken by mundane items or methods. It requires magic to break one. They are resistant to change, which means they are they have advantage to resist magical effects. They are, a, a weapons are ancestral weapons, so they have advantage to hit goblins, orcs, and giants, which, this is not a weapon, so it, well, I suppose if you took it off and, no, no, not allowing that. And finally, armor has sturdy frame, which means they can prevent damage from one non-magical attack a day. Oh, cool. Glopal, finally, Morimash turns back to you and is like, yeah.
2: uh, I, um... um like yes, I um, do I do I wear shields? Um.
3: Shield, shield, he says. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> he hands you a let's say Tabaxi made shield. <laughs> it Sweet. is uh, it is obviously part of a door. You hold <laughs> the handle to hold the shield. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Can I
2: get odds <laughs> or evens? Uh, I hope this is a fancy door. Uh, for, let's
3: go. Uh, Odds, odds. Odds? It's just some random Ah. door. Anyway, there's also a part in, there's like a little compartment in the door that you can stash something. Maybe the door has, you know how you will have like a little door within the door so that you can peep through and talk to someone? Oh, yeah. So maybe it's got that on either end. Maybe this is like some part of a prison door. It's got that on either end and you can open up, you can open it up on your side to see like a little compartment. It would not hide much, but you could hide something small.
2: That's very good.
3: All right, uh, let's mount up. He says. He brings his horse out and gestures to how many other horses? Do three or four? He gestures to six other horses. Mount up. We need to get going. Yes, yes, of course.
2: I, I, I guess get Big T to help me. Someone can help me.
3: Sure. Well, with the amulet, oh, never mind. It takes mind. a little while to attune to it. Uh, it takes a little while to attune to. Get it, someone watch. to help me up. In I'll a help. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you put the amulet on, it's a slow trickling effect. It's imagine like an hourglass and sand is slowly pouring through the hourglass. But as the sand pours through, imagine you feel yourself become hardy and whole. Like you're you're like you're young again. Hmm. Before you leave, though, I would like everyone to bump themselves up to level five. Yes. Ooh.
4: Yes, yes, yes.
3: So I know normally we get you to pick. Your you know, your abilities and stuff for each other, and I would with this as well, but unfortunately, Big T at this level gets an extra attack and extra movement, so there's nothing to pick. And Global, you get access to third level spells. Yes. But even if I made Cast fuck it for you, there's still a few days travel to the capital, so uh you'd be able to unfuck it in time. Yeah, I don't know. Will I though?
2: Find out next time on Stories of the Grey Hill Free Company. On your favorite podcast app of choice, and join us on this epic quest of D and D podcast discovery.